0: I don't, I don't know how we're gonna start on, i was gonna i was just gonna go right into cold a, open intro is that okay yeah, yeah i was gonna do a quick cold open i like it you ready yeah all right on today's mini sode, we're talking how tinder turned dating upside down should we give half a bleep about the racist and homophobic twitter ramblings of teenagers just because a handful of years later they became professional athletes and new york's 14th is the most exciting congressional district this side of november let's hit the music Welcome to Shade's Life as a Fantasy is you're apt. I'm Daniel Gavertz. We're missing our third, but with me today is the Sancho Panza to my Don Quixote, John Gorman. John, how are you doing tonight?
1: Hey, hey, I don't appreciate you calling me that.
0: <laughs> is that, is that a, uh, have I, have I offended you somehow?
1: I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I know who Don Quixote is. His, sure. His sidekick, Tonto. like I'm, I, I, Sancho Panza? Sancho Tonto, Panza. You t- know t- what? I'm thinking of the Lone Ranger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of the heinous uh, Native American exploitation. Yeah, there was <laughs> That's no, not what I was doing.
1: That show did not age well. A lot of that stuff doesn't
0: age no. well. And speaking, speaking of not aging well, what a great segue. You're welcome. Like that is that is an A plus segue. Thank you. <laughs> speaking of not aging well, are these young people who are going to be famous? How do they not know they're going to be famous? So, in the news recently, and and we don't normally do timely things because our posting schedule isn't, uh, it's not good enough for that, but. (laughs) It's when we feel like it. We have three athletes, younger athletes, who have recently been exposed for having made uh, racist and homophobic tweets when they were younger, before they became famous, and the media goes out and unearths them. So
1: I don't know if the media unearths them I think there's like a dedicated, elite squad, of super users that like just scours the internet looking for in 20, yeah, in like 2018, looking for people to be like, "Aha! I told you they were
0: terrible." In 2018, fans of opposing teams are members of an elite squad
1: known as the Special Tweeting Unit. Boop boop. These are their stories? Law and Order STU. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to preface this by saying. I don't know what they said. I know that they tweeted something. And frankly, up until five minutes before showtime, I didn't know these people existed. That's that's
0: another thing. So I know Josh Hader is a, uh, I believe he's a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Sean Newcomb uh, is one I didn't actually know. He is apparently a pitcher for the Braves. So Sean right. Newcomb is, uh, was born in 1993. That makes him... Christ, that makes him 25 years old. Oh, my God. Also, that... Trey Turner just turned 25 years old. Okay. So, Trey Turner, in 2011, when he was 18, tweeted, once you go black, you're going to need a wheelchair. Oh. And then he followed that up. Uh, well, didn't follow it up, but about two months later, he tweeted at someone, you're gay for your last tweet,
1: and you have retard strength. Okay, I mean that's not. I like I I don't think I've ever tweeted that, but I. Did it? The did I, I s-
0: say that when I was seventeen, eighteen years old? Probably.
1: I probably did.
0: Right, like I mean, let's stop. Here's the thing, and and I'll I'll get into Sean Newcomb. His tweets are a little worse, okay. a little worse. Okay. But, I'll, I'll get into what he tweeted in a second. But, this type of thing happens a lot, right? Like when. I remember in 1996, 1996, everyone freaked out when we found out that Bill Clinton may or may not have smoked weed.
1: That was was 92.
0: Was it 92? Okay, my mistake. 1992. Everyone was freaking out when we found out that Bill Clinton may have smoked weed at some point in his life. And I mean, I guess at that time I was seven. But as I got older and I looked back at the reaction to that, it's like, yeah, and? Which yeah, one like... of these reporters are you going to say didn't smoke weed? Let me get into what Sean Newcomb tweeted because here's where we can sort of differentiate ourselves a little bit.
1: All Sean
0: right. Newcomb, November of 2011. Again, he's uh, 17, 18 years old. Maybe, yeah, 17, I think. Okay. Skinny, N-word, big balls. I'm not lazy. Hashtag #FAG. Is uh, that
1: a is that a lyric?
0: I don't probably. December 2011 this gay black kid won't stop representing about black hair and that that appears to be it I'm like okay that's bad right like you shouldn't use the right. n word like i think i think that's the easiest that's that's the hottest take of them all right you there's shouldn't not, use the n word
1: there's not too many things that we can i say we in extreme air quotes <laughs> there's not many things that we agree on as a society more than white people shouldn't say the n word yeah
0: Obviously, these things are wrong and we're not here to try to excuse or, you know, forgive these people for making these tweets, but can we not punish a 25-year-old for something stupid that he said when he was 18?
1: I feel like they're holding it up as a don't let this be you.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's it. That's the extent of it. So, what what's the point? Like what's I understand. And, and I've done this before too. I understand going into someone's past in Twitter to see everything that they've ever said. I get it. Like you're a ex girlfriend. Yeah. Big fan of yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have done that last week. I don't know. But... <laughs> so like, I, I, I get the concept academically, but for the media to then take it and run with it, like who
1: cares? maybe maybe it's me maybe it's me maybe because i'm i'm way too close to the sun on this um but i i don't feel as though like if you are a markedly different person 7 or 8 years after you do something pretty stupid like se- i think people forget how long of a time 7 or 8 years is yeah like and i
0: think, and I think especially the people reporting on this, right? They're they're older people, right? Like, I see they're because our age. <laughs> uh, are they really? I was just gonna say because I see in Facebook, right? I use right. Facebook still. I know I'm a fossil. And it's fine, you're a dad. I get, you know, see, you know, I, I get my memories. This day nine years ago, what was I right. doing? And I look at it and I'm like, my God, what an idiot! You know, yeah. thank God nobody ever will ever care about me.
1: You, you think that, <laughs> yeah? You may not. <laughs> so you may end up. Be, you better button those tweets down.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Facebook says it's all being kept private, and I'm going to believe it. Oh sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, and Russia. That's the only people with access. <laughs> the entire the entire nation of Russia. <laughs> Yeah, literally, any, there's just, like, a access an American website where, like, anyone in Russia can log on to the Internet and instantly become any American of their choosing.
0: Instead of Internet cafes, they just have American cafes. Yeah. You know, I, it's like Russian roulette. So I just, I feel like the people who are reporting on this are either super hypocrites or they're just unaware of the fact that, you know, eight years is a long time. And especially, especially when you're going from, you know, 17 to 25, like that's a big eight years.
1: (laughs) I I lose count after 21 basically, but so you're going to be 33 tomorrow. So I want you to imagine where you were in your life seven on your 26th birthday. Yo, yeah. Okay. That was t- 2011. So yep. this was this was after I got done corrupting you. <laughs> I had left. I was at a chili cook-off, according to Facebook. <laughs> Hold
0: on. Yeah. Let me let me see let me see what I let's see let's see what I posted exactly. Yeah. What did seven years post? ago today? Hold on. Hold on. Phil, for a second.
1: All right. So I'll I'll give you a rundown. Eight years ago today. I wrote, holla at a playa when you see him on the roof. So Now, that's an inside joke. I,
0: I, mean, I know what it's in reference to.
1: Um, you know what it, it's in reference to. I'll say this for our listeners, both of them. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, I had I had slept with someone with on the roof of a third, on like a three-floor house. I thought it was a restaurant. It was... It was a restaurant. I just, okay, it wasn't like a three-story restaurant. It was a restaurant in the bottom floor of a three-story building. Gotcha. The, the thing that made it um, d- dangerous was that the roof was like at a 45-degree incline, and we weren't like tied to anything. <laughs> can I... So like one wrong thrust, and you're, you're falling to your death. Can I
0: just, and I think I can tell this in equally as oblique terms. So a year later, you had left town. And that that, that self-same young lady uh, came to hang out. I believe it was a July 4 celebration. Okay. And she came to hang out with me and Greg and our other mutual friend. (laughs) Anyway, so she came over unannounced to his house while the three of us were there. And we started talking about you because it was literally our only connection point to her. And she said, I have the craziest John Gorman story to tell you guys. And we were like, (laughs) we looked at her and we laughed. We were like, the craziest John Gorman story? And she said, yes. The
1: craziest? She
0: said, yes, there is nothing crazier than this story I'm about to tell you. (laughs) And she tells us that story. And we look at her and we're like... Not only did he post about that on Facebook, (laughs) but that's probably (laughs) not the craziest John Gorman story we've heard today. (laughs) And we haven't seen him. We (laughs) haven't seen him because he moved to Austin like seven months ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nine years ago, I had just finished taking the bar exam. Okay. And so I literally just posted, actually took the bar exam. Eight years right, ago, eight years ago, I wrote a letter to Brian Cashman.
1: Correct.
0: So I wrote, "Dear Brian Cashman, I hope you got a gift receipt. While I really do appreciate the thought that went into my bir- your birthday present to me, I just don't need a Lance Berkman. I already have a Mark Teixeira <laughs> and a Marcus Thames. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I used to be hilarious, you guys.
1: <laughs> Lance Berkman, how long do you play for the Yankees? Six. Months? Yeah, I
0: think it was just the rest of that season. <laughs>
1: By the way, holla at a player when you see him on the roof. Commented from comments from both Daniel and Greg. Of course.
0: See, this is this is and how long year, we
1: hated each other. <laughs> a year ago, I wrote this restaurant isn't even open anymore, but the memory remains. Oh. That's how long seven years is, people. Restaurants close,
0: <laughs> dude. It's it's such and and we're talking about to to spin it back to the main subject here, which is. Trey Turner, Sean Newcomb, and uh, uh, not Bill Hader, but Josh Hader. These were kids. They were literal children. And they said something stupid. And the media jumped on them. And now, here's the problem, right? They weren't punished for anything because they didn't do anything wrong. But they were publicly shamed. And the population hates the media so much that they give Hader a standing ovation the next time he takes the right. mound what are we giving him a standing ovation for we're giving him a standing ovation essentially for for making racist tweets
1: when he was a kid i think the real villains in this story are the people who stood oh absolutely
0: <laughs> it's weird to say this but we need new media and 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 i think we're sort of getting there with is the new media though just the people who dig up old tweets is that i kind of hope not i feel like the new media i think that's
1: where we're headed.
0: I feel like it's – I feel like we're heading to a place where the people who we trust are the responsible aggregators. Like, like yes. the Huffington Posts of the world who will comb through all of the old tweets, but they'll say, look, this is stupid. Don't look at it. Here's the important stories of the day. We need someone to comb through the tweet because we're getting we're getting a lot of, of – of, first party news now right we're getting a lot of the right. athletes are literally giving us the news an athlete is tweeting like players yeah, tribune, players tribune ig and, uh, yeah instagram and twitter yeah. just players talking right to the fans and newsmakers talking right, right to the people right senators and and the president right. himself are tweeting right to the people here's what happened in the briefing room today what could go wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I really need more – we need more responsible social media users. But that's another – that's a completely other story. Sure. You know, and we have, have like, artists releasing albums right to their fans through their, you know, their own personal web page. So what we need is we need someone who is going to aggregate all of
1: these – all of that information
0: and give it to us in a form that we can consume.
1: We used to need people who would turn the faucet (laughs) on – and now we need people to turn the faucet off.
0: I don't know about turning the faucet off. I like that analogy. I think it's more
1: by a Brita filter. You know what I was doing, seven, doing seven years, years ago? ago? Nothing. Just <laughs> doing nothing. I had a, I had a girlfriend. I I don't even know what kind of job I had. It wasn't a good one. No, I mean, people don't. Not,
0: I, it's weird. People don't, especially when we're talking about going from eighteen to twenty-five. People don't realize, apparently, how much of a gap that is. Like that's a huge. That's that's become from going I... from a child to a man. So anyway, the fact of the matter is, I don't care. I still tomorrow I'm not going to remember who these people were. Uh, Newcomb. Who are they? Trey Turner, who I might have thought was Trey Young, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Teeter. <here. laughs> I, I may have I may have thought the story was <laughs> more interesting when I thought it was Trey Young and not Traitor. <laughs> I thought it was Trey Song. I thought it was Trey Wingo. Um, so, all, all due respect, respect to Trey, Trey, Trey Wingo, Wingo, of course. Hal, Hal is as as he's known.
1: He's wait. Well, I mean, they call him Hal.
0: Hal. He's Hal. He's, yeah. He's Hal Wingo the I third. I didn't know so that. Trey.
1: That's an amazing nickname. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that was thing. a thing. His name Trey,
0: he's he's Hal Wingo the third.
1: He played so much croquet <laughs> as
0: a child. I'm, I'm surprised he's not a co-owner of ESPN. <laughs> oh, um, His name ha- what, Hal kids? Chapman Wingo the third is the son of Hal Wingo, the founding editor of People Magazine, because of course.
1: Oh my God!
0: <laughs> grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, where he that attended played... high school with Steve Young. Ah! <laughs> that
1: kid played so much croquet as a child.
0: I'm really glad. You know what? I'm really glad that a uh, young kid who who grew up in such uh, you know such hard times was able to uh, to achieve and become the co-host of a morning show. On ESPN Radio.
1: It's a scrappy a really, underdog you know, I'm really, story. I'm
0: really happy for him. Like i really, it, it it warms the heart. Uh, do
1: you think? Do you think deep down he sort of resents never moving more than a hundred miles from home? <laughs> oh. Do you think maybe he maybe he like took a job with the Los Angeles <laughs> Times and like his mother was like, oh, I don't know if I trust you over there on that other coast, and he was like, ma, it's my life. <laughs> Why don't you just work at ESPN like me and your father want to? <laughs> That's exactly
0: what happened. I don't even need to read the rest of his Wikipedia page. That's exactly what happened. Oh, God. He worked on TV in St. Louis, Missouri from 91 to 97.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, six years? <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry, Trey.
0: Al. (laughs) Al. So let's move on to uh, New York's 14th Congressional District where John Gorman has done some fabulous work with a fabulous person that he needs to tell us about. And he needs to tell you if you're listening in the state of New York, especially in the 14th Congressional District – You need to vote for this person. I mean, you're not going to vote for the other party. But you need to get out and you need to support Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
1: John, you have the floor. You have the floor. So I write words for Alex, and I know that's vague. And I know that's weird that I just called her Alex on air. Like, I, I I don't want anyone to come away from here feeling like, like yes, I have her number, but I don't use it. Like that's, that's where that's we're
0: a, at. That's a uniquely 2018 so, concept, right? Because I feel like I feel like 30 years yeah. ago, 50 years ago, if you had someone's phone number, it's because you were going to call them.
1: Right. You, you you got someone's number and you were like, this person's either a friend, a relative, or someone I buy something from. And I therefore need right. this person's contact info. So, sh- there are there are components of her website and her marketing collateral that that I am directly responsible directly for responsible. creating. All right, so let's back let's back all the way up and, and let's let's talk about how this came together because it it's really, a uniquely really because,
0: By the way, John Gorman has never lived
1: anywhere near the Bronx, New York. So I, um, after, after last year's, last year's, it only feels like last year, after two years ago, I had that feeling of like, you know, when Scar <laughs> ascends the throne yes. of Pride Rock in the Lion King, I felt like that was happening okay. in real life. And I'm like, this is going to suck for a while. Where's <laughs> Simba? So I was like, okay, what what am I going to be able to do that is going to fix this thing? And I came across something that said, brand new Congress. And I was like, that seems like a wholesale change. So I signed up and I was like, well, you know, I've never run before. Maybe I'll do it. And I was like, no, I have bad credit and a criminal record. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to watch. So I ended up joining this group and um, one of the people who got drafted to run was, was this woman. And I, was, I looked at her platform. You know, She had like a shell of a platform at that point And it seemed like she had like a real, like I saw a couple videos of her. She had like this can-do spirit and this like really, really just like breathtakingly different ideas on how society could function. And I was like, this gal seems legit. So I followed her on social and I signed her ma- social being Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and then I signed up for her mailing list which I've never done before. I've never signed up for a politician's sure. mailing list.
0: And then it, and then at then at some point
1: it's, it, there's no re- you
0: got into contact with her.
1: Yeah, because like you know, she had like a thousand followers back then. So me, I'm just like, well, I got like a thousand followers. <laughs> Guess that means we're pretty much the same.
0: <laughs> in hindsight, that's a hilarious thing for you to have thought. You so you met her. You met her via the internet um, in in a very 2018. I way. did
1: not. Right, I met her via the internet in the way Tim that her? most people oh, meet, DMs. in the DMs. <laughs> um, so we you know we end up talking and like whatever words were exchanged and. I got a note on her mailing list that said she was looking for a copywriter. And I was like, well, this is me. And so I was like, hey, I got this. And she hooked me up with her, I guess, creative director. I don't, don't, his name is, I'm not going to name him. But like, anyway, we got in touch. He was like, hey, I got a pilot project for you we took care of this pilot project it did pretty well it did it did kind of a lap around the internet when you say pilot project I'm just uh, uh, are you down. being
0: oblique on purpose i won't specify never mind
1: y- yeah 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 being oblique on purpose um and and the reason i do that and so uh, to spin it back to why i'm intentionally vague is words cannot s- i can't publicly take credit for specific things I write like there's no there's nothing where I was like hey I have an idea well actually that's not true that's not true anyway so that went well they read the campaign reached out they were like hey you know let's let's keep you on let's let's do let's work together all the way up through November and I was like that sounds great I'm on board now and so what what the strategy for the campaign was Was we were going to hit the young voters And we were going to hit the communities of color People of color in the Bronx Typically do not And they don't do it because They don't see someone who mm-hmm. They feel represents them And their best interests She was she, You know she was young And a lot of the gentrified population Of Astoria are, Who are people about her age sure. You know they saw her and loved sure. her but she also did well in the Bronx. So she, because she was real representation and because she is such a charismatic person with such bold ideas, mm-hmm. she was easy for people to get behind.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. When, her, when, when word of her started spreading around the country, I didn't believe for a second that she had any kind of a chance. And like, and that's just my cynicism in saying, look, the incumbency rate in Congress is 98%. So, <laughs> and, and you're going to primary right. challenge, uh, you know, a, a, a 10-term senator or a 10-term representative. Like, that's not, that's just not something you're going to do. And it sucks that you have no chance, you know. Right. A la, a la Bernie Sanders. Anyone who says they were surprised that Bernie Sanders lost the Democratic nomination in 2016 just doesn't know anything about politics. I would have said I would have said the same thing about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like, I zero chance. I gave her zero chance. And I was like, this really sucks because, you know, she seems like a wonderful person and John Gorman's behind her and he doesn't get behind people in politics very much. Well, that's can we can we let, how let me, random was that? I, like, I, yeah, I, let me c- circle this around really to the next topic, right? Because this that was it is so twenty eighteen for you mm-hmm. to have basically Tinder matched a a politician, right? Because as I understand, and you can correct <laughs> me if my understanding of what you did is wrong here, but you went on a service uh, change Congress, New Congress, what was it again? Brand new Congress. You went on a service. Brand new Congress.
1: Brand new Congress.
0: And I, the way I see it, is various people who are thinking about running or or being considered for running for office look for cheap or free labor, as it were, for for their electronic social media presence. Right? Is that is that is that kind of what it is? Like, that's what you know. They're they're looking for followers and supporters and 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 possibly help for their for their websites and for their you know electronic presence right
1: that you um you have the you have the mechanism right but you have the flow backwards
0: someone will will put their information into this website and say i would like to run for for congress for this district and here's my platform and you know people will look at that like a dating profile and say oh yeah i agree with all of these things i would love to help you
1: right so they get drafted so by other people, but yeah, you're, you're essentially correct. I,
0: I know, I know that I might be offending people, and I know that I'm boiling it way down to its basest terms. But it's basically a dating website for politicians. So, like that's that is so it is so millennial. Yeah, it is so 2018 and beyond. That just like there's no, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know. It turns, it turns politics upside down in much the same way. Let's just move on to the next topic here. Tinder has turned dating upside down. So I'm so good at this. It's like I'm a professional. What a segue. <laughs> so about 19 months ago, I rejoined <laughs> the, uh, the dating scene, as it were. And I had not been in the dating scene since 2010. So I missed basically the rise of internet dating. And so I jump right back in oh, with a
1: damn Tinder profile. As you do. You've never used Tinder? Tinder. I've never used Tinder. So walk me, th- <laughs> I mean, no, walk me you, through
0: You, you, you pick you know, your eight best pictures, which it's 2018. So you've, you've taken 7,000 pictures okay. of yourself. You can find eight good ones. And you write. You have 500 characters I, to I talk okay. about yourself and say something witty 500 characters what they give you or tweets and then you 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 look at other people's eight pictures and 500 characters so the way that you used to meet people say you were in school with someone or you went out to a bar you would see someone that you would like to get to know you approach them Uh you talk to them hopefully and you ask for a phone number and then you get to know each other and then you date and then things progress right that's how it used to happen right it started with a potential for physical sure. attraction but we're doing it backwards now we're starting with All right. an emotional connection we're starting with the conversation so yeah sure you see a picture of someone you know whether or not they're hideous but you don't actually know if there's a physical spark with a photograph you can't tell that Shh. until you actually interact with a person in person But you're starting with your wittiest one-liner, right? That's what you're going to put in your 500 characters. Your wittiest one-liner. And a photograph and a text Ah. conversation. Which, again, you have... When you're texting someone, you have the ability to backspace. You have the ability to read, check maybe a thesaurus, go on Wikipedia real quick to make sure you're not saying something that's flat-out wrong. So you're making this emotional connection with a person okay. let's say you know we're, we're professionals right think about yourself right now if you were going to meet someone online right now you wouldn't set up a date for tomorrow you'd set up a date for a week from today right because you're probably busy tomorrow right you're you're an adult and you have things to do I Tell her I that. have a date <laughs> so you're setting up a date for a week from now but during that week yeah. you're not radio silent you're texting with this person okay you're exchanging stories. You're, you're, you're learning about her. You talk to each other. And assuming things are going well, you continue uh-huh. talking. So okay. you talk for seven days, right? And then you finally meet in person. But over the course of seven days, you can have full-on conversations and develop an actual emotional connection with a person. Then you meet them. That's backwards because what if you meet them and there is no spark? Uh, okay so i just all right well no that's fine continue okay. your tinder story so i have two i have two two core correlating topics i wanted to get to so i'm in a uh i'm in a softball league and my softball team needs to have four women on it we had a few women drop out from last season we have next season starting on thursday and i don't know enough people and nobody on my team can find anyone so i said you know what I'm going to open up I'm going to make a Tinder profile for my softball team. So I made a Tinder profile for my softball team and I said I'm looking for girls and I the name on the profile is Lost Boys, which is the okay. name of my softball team. So it doesn't it doesn't say, you know, Daniel age 33. It okay. says Lost Boys. I couldn't put in 2017 okay. as the Not birthday sure. because you have to be at least 18 to be on Tinder distance was 20 miles I'm not picky at all I literally just need a warm body picky. who will show up every Thursday like that's all oh. I need like that's not you know like the, the rules of the team if I don't get a fourth woman all of my friends who put in their money we just lose our money like the, the league will take our money and not let us play <laughs> so like I need a fourth woman <laughs> if I had a dollar if I had a dollar for
1: every time I've said that
0: I go ahead and swipe yes on everybody because I'm not looking for anything, right? I'm literally just looking, do you have a heartbeat? Yes or no. So I get – (laughs) now, to go back to my personal life, I have gone in my personal life more than a month without getting a single match on Tinder. Now, it's normal for dudes because dudes are thirsty, women are picky oh, wow. on tinder because they can be uh, so like i have gone a month without getting a match like a single match in one night my softball team got 12 matches two of them no three of them actually responded so i sent all of them a message saying hey i don't know if you actually read my profile or not i'm not actually looking to date you uh, i'm looking to get a fourth girl for my softball team uh are you interested in playing softball one was a bot, which uh, pretended that I asked what it was doing that day. Right. It was real funny. Okay. And one of them actually did sign up for the team. And so we did find our fourth, and she will be there.
1: Great. And
0: and and everything, everything worked out well. Swipes whatever. right, bats left. As long as she's a she and she shows up, these are the things that I well, care whatever. about. <laughs> but anyway, my point was... So women, I asked, so I started to ask around and I I asked, you know, I asked women that I know who use Tinder and I'm like, well, how many matches do you get in a day? And they're like, well, basically every time I swipe right on someone, it's a match because guys are thirsty because guys are swiping right on everybody and the women are just doing the choosing. So I guess that's a form of equality. Right. But it still leads to it still leads to backwards dating. It's just literally the easiest. No one easiest. appears to
1: enjoy it. Like, it's it's low effort. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't want to go out to a bar. I can do this from home.
0: You know, you go and you do it and you finish up.
1: I'm just sitting at home anyway. I should just be, instead you of really scrolling should. down on Insta, I should just be swiping on Tinder. <laughs> Probably get... I, how, I don't want to do this because, like, I don't... I've had a really nice run of not downloading a dating app. And I already have dates lined up for this week, but like how long would it take me? Right. Cause I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not very tall, not very athletic, attractive, not. Yeah. I don't I have like a love, super symmetrical face that you were painting. You know, like I kind of look like a, like a blank canvas <laughs> upon which you could probably paint a more attractive man. Because people are always like, oh, you kind of look like somebody I know. It's average like, yeah, name. I'm average height, average build, brown hair, brown eyes, average skin tone, like, average name. Like, I'm as unmemorable as it gets. Your clean face
0: up. isn't inoffensive, so people will match you, and, you know, then you're in because you're witty. So, I, you probably would clean up on Tinder, but that's not really the yeah. point. We're a generation now from the internet, right? Like, and and... You and I are in, live in different neighborhoods because you hang out right. on Twitter and Instagram and I hang out on Facebook. So we never see each other.
1: Right. And also, like, to peel back the curtain a little bit on this podcast, I don't know if people know this, but, like... Nah.
0: We, Daniel, we Greg, and
1: I don't live near each other.
0: I feel... I just... I wanted to uh. get off my chest that Tinder is a backwards way to date, but it's it's a it's a truly millennial way right because we care we actually do i think for the first time in recorded human history we millennials and i'm i'm probably too old to call myself a millennial but we care we care more what's on we actually care more about what's on the inside than what's on the outside right we actually care about making human connection with people which is why alexandria ocasio-cortez can be elected you know, in 2018, I don't think she could have been elected in any other election cycle prior to this one. Right. She's already she is the youngest person I for guess. 200 years. We cared more about what was shown on the outside than what actually appeared on the inside. The best the best example of that I can give is is the uh, first debate that was ever televised. Uh, between John Kennedy and Richard Nixon everyone who listened to the debate on the radio said Richard Nixon won the debate everyone who watched the debate on TV said John Kennedy won it I wonder why that is because John Kennedy right. looks like John Kennedy and Richard Nixon looks like Richard John Nixon Kennedy
1: so I sort of feel like we're going the other way I feel like we're I feel like we're more superficial like more surface level now than we've ever been I feel like what we do what we've done now, is we've attached depth and emotional resonance to mm. really pretty beautiful things and people that we otherwise wouldn't have. Because what do you? Here's here's what I mean. Like, if you take a look at like what is popular on Instagram, a lot of what's you know there's various different types of people on Instagram. There's style bloggers. There's entrepreneurs. There's wellness gurus. There's mindfulness gurus there's so on and so forth and like they ha- they seem like they would have nothing in common you know some are athletes some are business people some are you know doctors or whatever but like they're all these different types of people but the one thing that they all have in common is they all sort of post <laughs> pictures that look vaguely the same like every like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you are a if you are a startup consultant in San Francisco or you are an artisanal single malt distiller in Brooklyn for whatever reason you all hang out at the same coffee shop and they all vaguely the thing that they all have in common is they all are pretty whether they're guys or girls or what have you like they're they're all gorgeous they're all and the things that they say all kind of vaguely sound the same. They're all like, filled with gratitude to my heart's content. Can't believe I'm having this moment with my besties. And the thing that they all have in common is people will comment and being like, great pick, great pick, great pick, beautiful, sexy, love okay. it, gorgeous. And it's like, I'm not sure you read that.
0: And I think this is, I think this is uh, indicative of how, and not to get too personal, just how you and I are in different places in our lives, because everyone I follow on Facebook and Instagram is a uh, parent blogger. And there's been a turn, right, because there was was a time not even that long ago, just a few years ago, when all parents and even parent bloggers would just post pictures and memories of the very best moments of, of raising children. And then there was a pretty quick backlash dad and buried wrote an article about you know my kid is an a-hole like that was that was like the title of the post like my kid is an a-hole and i read that and i was like yes yes mine too i love it (laughs) but i love her anyway right like that and that's and that's basically become the theme of of parent blogging so (laughs) yeah of course there are going to be those pictures where the 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 two kids are okay. sitting down and actually eating their pancakes for breakfast, but also there's going to be the other picture, probably in the comments, of the one kid dumping his plate out on the ground and, you know, syrup all over the cat, and it's like, yeah, that's real life, and, and this is just, you know, what I see out there. Right. People are willing to share more of what's real in their lives to make a connection with, you know, their readers and their fans. If you want to read about someone who's who's really bearing their soul for you, it's JohnGorman.co, and and there's a lot of other places like that where you can find that these days. You are inviting people into the deepest, darkest corners of your life that you have never met in person, and you don't know if you would want these people there. So this is a full-on episode, I guess.
1: Wasn't this supposed to be <laughs> a minisode?
0: Uh so we we got to get out of here. This on is like this. a trilogy, uh, John. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Shouts out to Geeks Unlimited. Uh, Apologies to Flin Flon. They had some kind of... uh, Flin Flon Pride had some kind of an issue where they they insulted some black people, I think. And uh, they apologized. They apologized and they fired the people responsible.
1: We done fucked up.
0: If Greg Dennis ever comes back from his illness or whatever is happening to him, we will uh, talk about that next week until then uh thank you thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you soon
1: have a great week